The CZ Media Podcast is brought to you by Rancho Bravo Tacos. They have four convenient locations, U District, Capitol Hill, Wallingford, and Federal Way. Stop by for tacos, burritos, tamales, and enchiladas. Hello, everybody. I say, damn, makes fun of me for saying it that way. Welcome back to CZ Media Podcast. Today is CZ Media Combat Podcast number four. Is it? Four, Coach Trish, were you three last time? I, I don't remember. I, I don't remember let's, either. Let's just say so. Let's just call it four. We're doing the CZ Media Combat Podcast number four. Danny's not here. He'll be back for the next one. I don't know where Danny is. He's been MIA. He went camping. He told us his camping story. But then he went camping again. And I don't know. He's probably still lost in the woods. So I have Coach Trish with me and Coach Jen. Hello. 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 That was great hellos. Woo. That was a very radio broadcast professional hello. We've been practicing. We yeah. <laughs> We're a couple of glasses of wine in, but that's okay. <laughs> I like wine. Do you guys how much do you guys like wine? I really I really like wine. It's probably my my alcohol choice. You have to get closer to the microphone, Jen. Sorry. Thank you. I like wine. It's probably my alcohol of choice. I got like five emails saying Coach Jen was super interesting, but she was sounded like she was in another room. Oh, that's sad. It was sad. I'm here. <laughs> Are we in the same room? We're in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Coach Trish, you're done with your wine. You're way ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Was it one of those days? Yeah, you know, um, it's like uh, when you're a coach, you like people and you hate people. And, you know, I'm glad to be done working with people. For the day. For the day. Indeed. I hear you. We talked about this a little bit before. I just had a weird day. I had stuff to do in the morning. And then I took an ill-fated nap. (laughs) I don't think I've heard anyone ever describe a nap as ill-fated no never because i woke up and i felt horrible i felt horrible about myself for taking a nap but i got over it really quickly because i was gonna go take pictures of some tacos isn't it like when you wake up you feel like you were day drinking that is it Mm -hmm. that's what it is Mm mm-hmm and then you just want to say, leave me alone, yeah. and then turn around, and then mm-hmm. just go right back to bed, yep. even though it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> which some people say is probably not the most productive thing to do at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. But I woke up, I did my stuff, and then, you know, the interesting thing here is that, like, no, it's like, I got to get my energy back because I'm going to be recording today. So I got all my stuff done. Yes. Yes. You actually like thought about us ahead of time. I did. That, that is unbelievably okay. sweet. I absolutely did because I wanted, well, I know that we have a, something super cool to talk about, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want to be low energy. I want to be high energy. Okay. Not high energy. I want to be normal energy. <laughs> so it's like, what do I, what do I do? I can't just stay here and watch YouTube all day. I have to go and, do my normal everyday stuff. Well, it worked. Uh, you're full of energy, like normal Carlos energy. Now. Well, I am half a bottle of wine in. That definitely helps. <laughs> it super definitely helps. <laughs> and I also want to make one comment on the radio or whatever this is. Podcast? This is podcasting. Podcasting. Professional podcasting. Oh. This might I've not done be. Like, I've done like. 15 of these this might not be a professional comment <laughs> i just want to say your rachel haircut looks amazing oh my goodness it looks amazing See, this is why you don't tell anybody anything <laughs> ever well it's not anybody but it would be coach jen <laughs> specifically this is why you trust no one you can trust me I promise. that is why you don't uh let your vulnerabilities show because people will use them against you I it's like my haircuts for the first three days it was fine. Mm-hmm. It started off okay. And 
I don't think that I, I well, I post pictures to the CZ Media podcast Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Subscribe, everybody. Look for CZ Media podcast. But you can't see my hair. My hair was super, super long, mid back. And then I don't know why I decided to cut it. Don't lie. Your wife told you to cut it. Well, I know, but she's been telling me for like two years to cut it. <laughs> there was no real impetus this time to actually do it. Actually, why? Do, you know what? You know what sucks about that? So I got a haircut, which turns out to be maybe not the best haircut. And I also got a parking ticket while I was getting my haircut. Oh, no. that's not For good. the most like dumbest thing. Well, okay, yeah, it was. Uh, okay. Okay. Maybe not the dumbest thing, but my <laughs> tabs had been expired for like four months. Ouch. <laughs> okay. I've. How much did you t- get charged for that? I don't know. The ticket is somewhere here. Like, okay. I heard it's like 500 bucks if your tabs so, are expired. No, it was like 75. Oh, but the kicker here is that, like, no joke, somewhere in this pile of papers in the studio, there's like four parking tickets. <laughs> and I have a couple more in my car. <laughs> Paying your dues. Well, I've got... um. I've lost track of what I've paid for and what I haven't. So I think that I just need to call. No, what you need to do is go online and I'll tell you what will cure you of your parking tickets. They will show you the history of your parking tickets. Oh, I've tickets. gotten, I've paid thousands. Yeah, when I saw the history of my parking tickets, I was a little miffed at myself and <laughs> that ended. Though I did just get one recently, but for the most part, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> no, I've paid thousands in parking tickets. No. And they're all for the same thing. It's expired. Well, so I pay for parking. I never not pay for parking, but I forget. Don't renew it. So they Mm. catch me at the end Mm. or expire plate. That may not have been the first time I got a ticket for my tabs being expired. It actually may have been my like one time I went 10 months. Holy cow. With expired tabs. And you know what sucks is that you pay. They don't give you a year from when you paid. No. I had to buy them again in three months. Yep. And yes, I went another month. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So what I need to do is just call and say, how many open tickets are there on my plate? There there has to be easy, like five, five or six. Mm. And they're all for the same thing. They're all for parking on Capitol. That's... So... The, one of the a really nice thing about going to your gym coach is that you don't need to pay for parking. The, the real truth of why you come to my gym. Yeah. You don't come for the superior coaching or the boxing or the real chill environment. You come because you don't pay for parking. I will yeah. admit it's uh, 17% of the reason. 17. 17. Just a little baby perk. It's a little baby perk. You don't have to pay for parking. Because... If I go to the other one, I don't pay for parking, but I go to, I park at the QFC. Mm-hmm. You get a free hour. But ask me how many tickets I've gotten from that one. It's because you get a free <laughs> half hour, dude, not a, a free, free hour. hour. No, you get a free hour. You do. If you register your stall at the QFC parking lot, it's an hour. It's 30 minutes now. Oh, do you go underneath? Or yeah. do you go, oh, okay, underneath oh, this. Up top, you only get 30 minutes. Yeah, you get a you get an hour. So then sometimes I have to, if I park down there and I see the parking enforcement person, mm-hmm. I wait because then he's going to see that I'm just going to walk up the ramp instead of going into the store. So I just wait until he leaves. Wow, and then I walk up the highly calculated. Ramp. You know, if you, if, if I go every day, it's like 120 a month. For parking. Holy cow. Yeah. Because it's three an hour, but you're not just there for an hour. You're there for 90 minutes. Yeah, so that's yeah. 450. Dang, but then dude. sometimes it's two hours. So that could be six bucks a day. So that's most, 180 most pe- a month. Most people walk to SBG. They don't. So it doesn't well, affect them too much. But I've been doing free Q, but at the same time, I have gotten like three tickets. For not having a registered stall at the QFC. <laughs> One time I got mad. I got mad at the ticket that I got from the their parking enforcement people. And I called them. 
And I said, I buy all, I spend thousands of dollars every month at this QFC and you're going to ticket me 45 bucks for not having registered my stall. You treat your customers horribly. I'm never going to your store, but I don't buy my groceries there. I was acting outraged. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't care though. That's the thing. And I tweeted, like I have almost 20, I I have almost 20,000 Twitter followers. And when I tweet companies, lots of times I get a response. Although the majority of these responses are useless. Mm -hmm. They don't really do anything. They just have someone say, hey, if you have a problem, call this number. Yeah. But I tweet, they didn't care. Like I said, QFC treats their customers horribly. Their parking people are unreasonable. They didn't care at all. They didn't even respond. They didn't even respond. Wow. Think about what that QFC deals with. Yeah. And well, they have signs point. everywhere saying don't pee and poo in our parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> Your problem is minor. <laughs> Indeed. So, yes, parking, it's horrible. Um, but we, So where were we? I was saying something. Oh, yeah. We were nowhere. <laughs> you put a dagger in my heart about my oh, the Rachel haircut. Oh, my Rachel haircut. I'm which if, I mean, if I'm I, not sorry. If I were a girl and this would be 20 years ago, that would probably be the best thing you could ever say to me. <laughs> <laughs> but there are some ladies who like guys with nice, with I long hair. I do not hair. know any of them. No, with long hair, but it's nice. It's not just like shaggy well, know, and like No, but that's completely different than my bob haircut that I have now. Yeah, you no. didn't say there are some girls that like guys with Rachel Bobs. No, you, you said I can see the bob. Yeah. Okay. Touche. I like that look you just gave me. <laughs> Did you see that look? <laughs> she was like, uh, I was arguing against you, but since you repeated my exact words to me, I okay. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I don't have a good comeback, and that's really annoying to me right now. So <laughs> I have been I have been told that um No, I won't get into that at the right this second. You know, I'm gonna get the hair cut this week. I'm I'm going to go and tell my stylist, I want Tom Cruise Mission Impossible Rogue Nation haircut. <laughs> or pretty much any Tom Cruise. Ew. No? No. no. I, I mean, mean, he's attractive, but... Yeah. He has great hair. Just, but just don't... S- I guess if you have to say Tom Cruise, okay, but just not very loud. Why don't you go for a George Clooney no, my hair doesn't do that. Yes, it does. My hair is rebellious. It can do it, though. It can't. And plus, my head is shaped abnormally. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I don't know how exactly the method was of how I was born. But whatever <laughs> it was caused some strange formations in the back of my skull. Mm-hmm. It's not normal. Like, I would never, ever look good as a bald person. Like, some people, like Michael Jordan, boom, perfect head for being bald. Me, I look I look like a combination of of uh, Rocky from the movie Mask and the alien from <laughs> and the Alien. A- from the alien. Yes. Like, I'm a combination of those two. That's, that's sexy. <laughs> I know some girls would really dig that. Do they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, some girls would really dig some that. Some girls. Yeah, I don't know. Blind, maybe. (laughs) Well, you were talking about the movie Mask. Well, it just—it's not good. It is not does not look good. One of the girls in high school would torment me by calling me Alien Head, because as I said, the I had a really short hair in 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 high school. Yeah, she would call me Alien Head, and even for graduation. I was a year or two older than she was. She bought me an alien little thing. She clearly uh, had a thing for you. Dude. She liked yeah, you. No, yeah. She did. But still, it caused. So a, see, some girls like <laughs> alien heads. <laughs> it caused a, uh, what do you call it? Complex. Yeah, a little complex. It caused a complex. So no, my hair does not look, my head is shape is not uh, ideal for a super short haircut. So I need to go back and say, Either Tom Cruise or uh, Keanu Reeves and John Wick. 
No, to Keanu Reeves. Oh, yes, to Keanu Reeves. Heck yeah. yeah. Keanu has good hair. He has great hair, and he has great one-liners in all his movies. Well, like, the writers who write for Keanu Reeves only write in one-liners. Wait, Keanu Reeves? Heck yeah, Keanu Reeves is awesome. He has the best one-liners you could have ever, ever, ever hoped to hear. What's the movie he was in? Matrix. Oh, did no, just, no, no. He's the worst actor ever. Did you just ask yeah, what she, movie? Yeah, she did. I couldn't remember who he was. He's the worst actor ever. And I'm well, know, so sorry to say this, though. but he yeah, but brilliant. he sucks at acting. He's like plays uh, the same guy in every movie. Well, the Bill same, and Ted was super good. The same, you know, I guess. Yeah. But the lake house was good. I didn't see that one. It was very romantic with oh. Sandra Bullard. Bullet. Bullock. Bullock. Bullock? Yeah. Bullock? Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Bullock. Very romantic. <laughs> the way you say her name that way sounds real romantic. <laughs> Bullock. <laughs> and then he was in that. Um, he was like 20 years ago, he was in like he was a pharaoh kid. What was that called? Babes? Is it Babes in Toyland? That's a store, dude. <laughs> <laughs> in, in Capitol Hill. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Babe Land. That's what it's oh, called. Babe Land. Wow. No, that's I wouldn't nickname. know. I really wouldn't. Wait, what's it called? No. It's not <laughs> Babes in Toyland. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Let's talk about something else. <laughs> Please. Like maybe on our maybe when we record two or three more, I'll I'll uh, let the filter down okay. a little bit. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> right now? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> right now I have to. <laughs> yeah. We're a family show. Right now I have, to behave, show. I have to behave myself. And okay. who will appreciate me behaving ourselves is the sponsor for this show. Uh, let's take a tiny little break while we hear from... It could be a, it could be about an Italian restaurant. It could be about a Mexican restaurant. It could be about a guy who does content creation. We don't know. I don't know yet, but let's hear from them. Hi, I'm Guy DeVillier. I'm the owner of That Samore Italian Cafe on top of the Mount Baker neighborhood here in Seattle. Come see us for some great standard Italian fare and specials with a little Pacific Northwest flair. We're open every night for dinner from 5 to 9 during the week and 4 to 10 on the weekends. Make a reservation by visiting thatsamoreseattle.com or give us a call at 206 322 3677. And stay tuned for future episodes of this podcast when I'll join the guys to talk about food, wine, and great Seattle eats. And we're back. So, are you going to either, did that make you in the mood for Mexican, Italian, or to hire content creators? Mexican. Mexican, yeah. Okay. That'll tell me which one is going to go in that spot. Gotcha. <laughs> So we kind of got sidetracked, which I can do super easily. But Jen, I'll forgive you that you mentioned my Bob haircut. <laughs> Next time you see me, you're going to be like, did you try out for Rogue Nation as Tom Cruise's <laughs> backup? Because with that hair and those chompers. And those chompers. Okay. That's what that's what will happen. So. Both coaches, you guys recently went on an adventure. Tell me about it. It was awesome. We uh, went to Alaska, went to uh, more specifically Glen Allen. It's about three and a half hours northeast of Anchorage. And Glen we, Allen. Yeah, Glen Allen. It's uh, um, in between Anchorage and Valdez. It's in the middle of nowhere. Right. Seriously nowhere. So... So you went there. How long were you there for? Uh, this time one week. And what was the main purpose of this adventure? Uh, we went there to teach functional patterns in boxing and also to figure out how Jen's counseling uh, experience was going to um, work in the mix. So, so it was it, all work. Yeah, it was a fact-finding mission. It was all work. There was literally a lot of work. Probably about We probably worked about 10 hours a day. Easy. Holy moly. Mm-hmm. So how did this opportunity come up 
So you guys, you guys are here in Seattle. How did the opportunity to come up to spend some time in Alaska? Well, I know a guy I've coached in boxing, uh, Sven. Uh, he came and did some functional patterns training with me. He was pretty blown away, and uh, he was going to go do his um, medical social worker uh, internship up there. With he's a uh, he's Clinkett. Um, Clinkett in Swedish, or uh, he's a mix. Yeah, yeah. What's Clinkett? They're a, oh, a okay. Alaskan native. Gotcha. And uh, so his wife runs the elder services program at Copper River Native Association, and uh, he wanted to know how I could keep working with him. Could we do video? And I thought, man, we haven't worked really long enough yet where I have to give him a lot of cues. Sure. So I was like, well, if you wanted to, you could just fly me up for a weekend, and I'd if you flew me up, took care of all my expenses, I, I wouldn't charge you for working with you for like three days. Right. And um, if you do that, um, he says, I got a better idea. Uh, why don't you put a proposal for something together and send it to this lady? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, what kind of a proposal? And sure. he goes, well, you know, something to work up here. And I was like, okay. And so he mentioned he was working with uh, tribal people. And so I just put together a proposal talking to Jen about it and we just put a bunch of stuff we thought we could accomplish if we did it, and she accepted the proposal. And nice. Yeah, we went up there and did it. So you you work with the guy here who works with the an organization up there. You basically said, hey, if I go up there, I can help people do X, Y, and Z. So you went up there. Now, did you get any sort of like idea of what it would be like, who you would be working with, what type of people, like what types of if issues, if there are any of the people, did you get any heads up on that prior to going up there? I don't, I don't think we did. So um, it was almost just like a, Hey, you'll know what you're up, well, not up again, but you'll know what you'll, who you'll be working with once you get there. Yeah. I mean, I had some <laughs> idea of just from studying natives in the past in college, mm -hmm. like that they struggle with a lot of difficulties, sure, especially from like historical trauma. Um, but I didn't expect it. I don't know. I've never met someone firsthand that had that experience and is currently struggling with it. So it was a huge eye opener. Hmm. So was it, how did it, so you, so tell me about the like day one. So you fly up there. Mm -hmm. Who picks you up? We um, actually, the, the Yvonne, the lady who's the director of the elder services, uh, she was flying in from Seattle about an hour later than us, so we actually sat and had a meal just outside the security there at the Alaska airport in oh, okay. Anchorage and um, watched football games. Uh, then she arrived. We picked up a car with her, and which was nice because we got to drive the first time to Glen Allen with her, and she knows the way. And um, We stopped at like the Fred Meyer and Palmer to get our groceries because there's no real grocery store in Glen mm -hmm. Allen. So we got our groceries for the week and, and went up there and got set up. They had a little two-bedroom apartment up there and got set up in that that apartment. So, well, that's nice. Someone from there accompanied you mm -hmm. up there. So you get there. Did you, see, did you see a caribou right away? No. I'm still annoyed. My favorite animal, for the record, is, is moose. And I have yet to see a moose in the wild. My dog's name is Moose, and I have yet to see a moose, <laughs> a live one in the wild. Well, I don't think you want to see one. I do, though. They're I mean. really do. I know. I think they kill. I know. You don't, she like wants next to see to one from a distance, not, not up close. Not up close oh, you don't want to pet one? I mean, I if know. I could, I, think I would. Moose, moose are as big of a killers as raccoons are. Bigger. Bigger killers? Yeah. They, they you know get, how many people raccoons kill a year <laughs> no how many like thousands for real how does a raccoon know, kill so much i was gonna say i hate raccoons they look mean they are mean i hate them <laughs> i get all bill murray on them <laughs> bill murray Jeez. with the golf club S yeah, seriously <laughs> <laughs> they killed my chickens once i i hate all raccoons oh no actually mm. yeah so okay so you know so you didn't see a moose you didn't see caribou no i saw a fox <laughs> once but Trisha wasn't with me, so I was the only fox. So it doesn't count? Well, it counts for me. Did you take a picture of it? No. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> we we ho hopefully we'll see, you know, yeah. it's going to be caribou season actually when we go up there yeah. next. But Did you um, eat caribou? Moose. We, we ate, ate moose. moose. Did was, you? Was yeah. it tasty? Oh, yes. my God. Moose liver and moose meat. It was 
awesome. It, it was good. I was hesitant about the moose liver. Naturally, it's liver. Mm. But I don't know. It was cooked really well. Mm. It didn't taste like regular like liver and onions. Oh, you know what? You posted a picture of this, didn't you? I saw oh, this. Oh, yeah. I, I, and I asked you if you had tortillas, then I would have had some. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't tortillas. But, you know. Uh, we'll arrange that next time. Everywhere. It would it would have been good. Yeah, moose tacos would have been awesome. I had horse ones. Where at? In Slovenia. Interesting. I'm I'm up for trying anything. You know, it what, whatever. Tasted like seasoned beef. Mm, it's just okay. super lean. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything crazy. I like mm-hmm. the leaner meats anyway. Bison and yeah. moose and stuff like that. I've never had caribou, but I'm, I'm up for it. So you get there, then the next day they take you you go to your like where do you like a community center or a gym where do you go it's a it's the copper river native association so one side is the administration and the other side is the elder services so it's like a kitchen and a dining area and so we attend their morning meeting they call it a morning huddle and it's for the staff um what they do is they get prepared for the day to deliver food and services to elders in the villages all around and uh, they get organized and then she was like, okay, now you guys are going to introduce yourself, and now you're going to go to work. And I was like, uh, here? <laughs> uh, um, okay. Right. There was no, like, we're in a dining room, it, it, like a, like with tables and like chairs. A, and Like really, a banquet hall almost? No, like a, like a carpeted cafeteria. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know how else to explain it. It's okay. just a small hallway of uh, tables and carpet on the floor, so... We laid a person down, and I dropped an elbow on their IT band to start doing fascia release. and Like, let's get it going. Yeah, and yeah. we just talked about it, but it was like eight, ten people watching me work on one person and Jen kind of talking to him and me talking to him, and I was like, oh, man, this ain't going to work for the whole So week. were these ten people, they were the staff, or were they people they brought in? Staff, yeah. So they started so, off with the, with the staff. Yeah, and most of the staff, I think, is native, right? Most, not Maybe two-thirds, two-thirds, I'd so say. Mostly tribal people from the area, yeah. from the villages there. Yeah. So it's cool because it's community, people from the community taking care of people in the community. And it's a it's a great way to provide jobs. It's like, to me, the way we should live our lives mm-hmm. that way. It's it's really a cool setup. So did you work with the same people your whole trip or did they rotate? No, we, we worked with the same people. We worked with all the staff multiple times. Uh, some people's bodies were in worse shape, so we worked with them more. Um we ended up moving over to uh, Dr. Vicky is the chiropractor in town. She's also the director of wellness uh, at the, it's called CRNA. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up going over to her little, what you call a gym, just a small space with some equipment in it. And we worked there the rest of the week and it was much better and more conducive to getting things done. Okay. And how did you, so when you started how many people screamed when you did that fascial release on the first time? <laughs> it, I tell you what, they all instinctively knew that it really sucked, but they needed it and yeah. th- that it was a good kind of pain. So um, it was it was unreal. They were so very ready. It nice. was crazy. Well, me, I mean, I'm sure that they were be they were told probably more than what you were told, like of what was. No? I, I don't think so. It was like, hey, you guys are going to do this this week. Yeah. yeah. It was like, you guys are doing training this week. They had no idea really exactly what kind of training. Okay. One thing that I really, and I'm sure Trisha agrees, liked about working with them, like doing functional patterns on their body, it's um, especially the, the natives, the local natives, they had no um, concern of vanity or feeling bad because their body can't do this thing like we do in the west in america a little self-conscious yeah yeah not really at all so it was like almost better working with them because they were more open to the feedback and like less judgmental of their inabilities i think maybe that comes from the community aspect of it Mm -hmm. like they're all a team Mm -hmm. so it's like the no one probably felt superior to anyone else where those thoughts could possibly creep in yeah. Yeah, and it helped we were off site. Like if we would have stayed in the elder dining area and then like elders, the people they serve come in, they've been more uncomfortable, I think. But yeah. right. the they were game. I mean their bodies needed it. They worked their butts off. I mean they work so very hard. Yeah. And um they needed attention. It was cool. It was they yeah. were grateful people and 
just really game and uh i don't know it was it was crazy cool very nice so d- did you take equipment up there uh, i just had this little travel set of bands and we brought a softball and a lacrosse ball and we were just gonna wing it i mean honest to god we really didn't know what we were walking into how much boxing was done uh about so we we had people for two hours so one hour was on fast release and fp and the other hour was some boxing yeah just like basic boxing skills but it was hard because some people they're used to like helping the elders so like um physically their bodies like some of them didn't really know a proper squat so their bodies have been in pain for a long time Mm. so when we were doing boxing stance they were not able to do it without pain so we didn't some were good, but some were had a really hard time with it, and so we ended up just doing more FP with them. Right. Instead well, of I think a big, uh, a really important thing about the FP and what you're doing is that if someone comes to you and says, "I, it hurts when I do this," mm-hmm. you say, "If it hurts, move this, this, and this." I was talking about functional patterns with someone today, and. They were like, those movements are so subtle and so small. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, absolutely. It's like when I work out with Coach Trish, I barely move, but I'm soaked in sweat because I have, there's just so much going on in tiny, you know, half inch movements at a time. Mm -hmm. And I wrapped it up by saying, it's better than your normal workout because I put these practices into, I put these techniques into practice when my knee starts to hurt or when my lower back gets tense for standing up too long Mm -hmm. or when, you know, whenever, when I'm, you know, when I'm sitting and I'm slouching and my side starts to hurt or my legs start to tingle because I'm whatever. It's like, I put these, well, what you teach, like, okay, where's my hips? Where's my knees? Where's my feet? Where's my shoulders? So it makes you think about that. So given that you mentioned people, were trying to do certain things, but there was pain. You gave uh, you gave them techniques on what to look for when that happens, so that when you see them the next time, they're going to be like, "Hey, I am thinking about these things, and it helps." It's like it's like the road to progress here of knowing what you're doing wrong. Because even me now, even though I'm not exercising and working out as often as I want to, but the overall pain that I have in my knees is a lot less because when I do have to stand for an extended period of time, I I try to align myself properly. And it, it's just a, the, a, what do you call it? A, uh, an overall life improvement mm-hmm. that I've learned. And I've only been in this for a handful of sessions. So that plus some actual real working out happening and some actual nutrition and dietary stuff happening. It's like, it's, it's like, that's plenty of motivation to keep it going. Yeah, I think so. And the more, so we'll, we'll go back November 24th, I think, and we'll be there two weeks this time. Okay. And so we'll work with some same people. I'm sure they'll have us work with some new people, possibly elders in the community that can mm-hmm. get there. But we'll we'll probably get more into boxing now too. Right. So we'll be able to mix the two, which is my favorite thing to do. I like to do some FP corrective movements and then have people punch and then maybe do some more corrective yeah. stuff you know, and then punch. Uh, I was following what you were posting, and it's just I I'd love seeing the look on people's faces when they put gloves on and <laughs> yeah. start to punch. Yeah. And you were you posted a few of these videos. It's I've never met someone who has never put gloves on before that puts gloves on and don't just smile from ear to ear. Yeah. It's like, there's just something very powerful about putting gloves on, even though, you know, maybe some violence can happen because Mm -hmm. it's boxing and all, but just of the empowering effect of putting gloves on, it's, it's, it's a universal smile starter. Mm Mm-hmm. From the get go, and I was noticing that from the the picture, and even though someone may have never thrown a punch before, has no idea. But man, they're just so happy when they put the gloves on. the The funny thing was, we were told at first we couldn't say boxing because they thought there might be some blowback about us being up there about boxing. Yeah. No, 
the president of CRNA wants us to teach her to box. Uh, okay. Everybody had stories about family that were boxers. Yeah. We got more commentary about boxing because I like wore my Arcaro sweatshirt when we were we were serving elders uh, lunchtime. Yeah. We would work uh, work with all the other staff to serve them lunch and more comments about boxing than anything. It was awesome. I. I think boxing is more universal than soccer. I think oh, I agree. Yeah, because so- I have this whole thought process on soccer, which we'll probably get into this other one on, like why a soccer is so important. Okay, I'll give you a little tidbit here. It's like soccer is played in very poverty-stricken countries, mm-hmm. and they like that it's zero-zero because they don't want to see high numbers. Whereas in more developed countries, like when you play sports and you see basketball, the score is a hundred to mm-hmm. whatever or football, it's 50 to whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't want to see those high numbers because it reminds you that you don't have high numbers in anything. But oh, when you're in a less developed country, you don't want to see high numbers normally. So that's why soccer is so expected. Uh, so accepted because it's usually zero zero or a tie yeah. Or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if someone scores five goals in soccer, that's an astronomical. Anyway, I, like, I can get way deeper into that, actually. No, I, have this I whole, like that theory. I have this whole, like, two-hour conversation once about that, that how I don't like soccer because I like progress. And <laughs> I played I played soccer. <laughs> but well, I agree with you. It's, it's I don't. I played it in college, and I just really don't like to watch it. Honestly, because it's boring. It is kind of boring. Yeah, super boring. Nothing happens. So now I get why people didn't come to my games. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I mean, I don't know. It's like, a, okay, okay, okay. Anyways, it's the worst. Boxing. <laughs> boxing is more universal. <laughs> I think it is because it's more. I think that people can get behind the fact of. Uh, Person to person, man to man, woman to woman versus anything else. It's like yeah. it's it, uh, very, it's it's more personal of a thing. It, it's more it's more like uh, when you go to a movie and you watch a movie for the evocative feelings it, it brings up in you. Yeah, you watch boxing for that. It it you identify with either person, uh, whoever you most like or dislike. You dislike certain things. You like it's a big drama unfolding upon stage yeah. and. So it's very relatable, right? And uh, yeah, that's so people the, get into it. I just yeah, that's that's a perfect way to explain it. Um, so boxing is going to be more part. So you're saying you're going back in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. so after after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and is it going to be a new group of people? We don't exactly know. We know we're going to work with the same people okay. uh, again. Uh, I'm guessing we're probably going to see three times as many people. Um, we'll book 50-minute sessions uh, from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And our only request was that we get to serve lunch to the elders. Right. We want to break and do that. We think that's an important part, that we're part of that, um, that we're also working in the community. Um, and then the first Saturday there, we want to go to some family's place and, mm. and help out, do something, because we got to go to a couple families' houses uh, helped them with like lifting technique and a few things. Right. And, and we got taken around by uh, two of the uh, tribal members that work at, at CRNA and they took us around for uh, breakfast and lunch delivery. So we just want to do something like that on the first Saturday. Right. Sunday we'll take off because we'll need just some time to just not sure. do anything. And then that next week we'll put in, you know, nine to six. And usually I spend an hour extra working with Sven because. I just want to spend some time working with him. He's yeah. the one that set the whole thing up. Did they? So you don't know if they have calls for people to participate in it or not, or if it's this the group, the people who are within that organization, because it kind of seems like it could branch out and attract a ton more people to do this. Yeah, it could. Um, right now, Yvonne, she's like she is the boss like she's just in charge of everything and she, she gets stuff done even if it's against the <laughs> she's creative admin. she's creative yes yes and so but also with creativity comes a little bit of disorganization sure and so 
sometimes we're not sure what we're going to do before we go up there, but right. I kind of like that. So yeah. we might well, have usually, new people. We might not. I mean, there, there ha- yeah, I think there has to be a little bit of unknown. Mm-hmm. I just treat it like a boxing match. It's not like you're going to know what's going to happen. Yeah. You go in there, read the situation, you adapt, adjust, you you do what you need to do to do a good job. Yeah. Um, we did it the first time. It was a blast. We learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jen and I learned how to work together better. We communicated a little bit better about how to get the work done. Um, I figure we'll be a little tighter of a team again going right. up. And um, she's going to branch out, um, try to get with the school more because we went into the school once. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, ultimately, we want a boxing team up there. Uh, that would be that, awesome. That mm-hmm. they can run themselves. Do mm-hmm. a smoker there. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> and and uh, Anchorage has a team, and the go- coach there really wants uh, Alaska boxing to grow. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of potential. We want that. We want to – they're going to build a gym. Um, and um, I told them what my dream was about the gym, what I wanted out of it. And mm. for the people, I thought would be maybe to best serve them. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, we just play it by ear. We go for it. And, uh, I don't know, you just got to read the situation and, and figure out how to best to execute. Right. So did you get any – what were the most – here, we'll do a little bit of heart string pulling. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what were some of the more uh, rememberable comments that you got from someone who, from the people that you work with? Mm, well, the first person on my mind is, um, I don't want to say their names for sure. confidentiality, but it was the guy whose wife had, whose brother was shot in a town. Mm. And then on his way, him and his wife went to go visit to go to the funeral bring the body back bring the body back or something um his wife had a heart attack and died in the car and so he's had a lot of like trauma yeah and he still works at CRNA as like a elder services and I think he has does he have a little bit of fetal alcohol syndrome a, a lot the of guy. people in the area yeah. deal right. with fetal alcohol syndrome. Yeah. And so, yeah. but Short-term he, memory issues. Yeah, short-term memory yeah. was a big one. But anyways, I don't know why he pulled both of us. Um, but, yeah, he just, like, he needed the fascia. Over, he needed FP in his body. But there was also some other emotional stuff that, like, he needs to like talk to someone right. or something like do something in his community that helps him heal emotionally too. Cause I feel like yeah. that has been stuck and he hasn't been able to let go. Right. Well, I mean that if that just seems like an insurmountable obstacle to get to work your way through, yeah, you yeah. can't walk that off. No, no, it's oh. pretty intense. Yeah. So but, some, some physical um, outlet and then, the because you had mentioned being counts count, helping with counsel and, mm-hmm. and counseling, yeah. so a little bit of both. So he was, I mean, did you see a little like difference between when you started and when you were towards your end there, where mood I saw, lifted? I saw massively. He looked less yeah. dehydrated in his body. Yeah, um, he moved with ease. Uh, getting up off the floor was easier. Mm-hmm. He said he slept for the first time without um, taking pain pills. Oh. If that's not a reason to continue <laughs> putting all of your passion and energy into this, I don't know. What oh, yeah, dude. I, <laughs> yeah. I put I dropped my forearm on his IT band. Yeah. And um, I looked up at Jen and I go, holy shit, my left leg is shaking. So for whatever was coming through his body it was going through my body and it like shot through my torso. I can't even describe what it was I was experiencing. Mm. But my whole left leg was shaking. Uh his body wasn't shaking. Mine was. And I was like, what in the hell? So some energy transfer. Oh, dude, it was insane. And it like went through my body. And uh, um, I was just like, oh, my God. Right. Let's, uh, let's just, you know, go slow with this dude yeah. and work with him. And I was surprised because we were only working with them for like five days. Right. Five or five and a half days. But a couple of them cried when we were leaving. And I that like I was like, wow, 
They're just so, I mean, I hate to generalize about native people because that's like a terrible Western white person thing to do. But in, they were very appreciative, I guess. Right. And I don't know, excited about the fact that we were coming back. Right. And just like valued it. And so that's like the best thing a white person could hear from a negative group. It's like, wow. Well, <laughs> I don't even, I wouldn't even say, I wouldn't even necessarily put it that way. It's probably just the fact that someone put, someone cares enough to actually put that energy and effort into that. Yeah. And then for them to see almost right away that there's a positive outcome to that. I think so too, where people aren't coming up there. A lot of people go to Alaska. They think they're going to make a bunch of money. Yeah. And get out and they just kind of leave people in their way. Sure. There's lots. I mean, short term, everything is short term, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. single yeah, people, serving. People go up, make money and bolt out of there. And right. Um, that's not, you know, of course I want my bills paid, but um, I, I don't know this. I went up there and I left like, Holy cow. I was meant to do these kinds of things. Yeah. I was this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love boxing competition and I love coaching athletes and getting in the ring, but um um and I'm very selective about who I work with. Uh this oh well I didn't feel selective at all. Right. I was like, please let me keep let it me, going. Let me learn more so I can do better because mm-hmm. I, I don't know when when you think about what a mighty people they were, what a what a freaking mighty people they were. Right. They, they used to walk from Glen Allen to Valadez, which is a two-hour drive, in sub-zero temperatures. Uh, when they're a mighty people that live subsistence living, and um, that's being decimated. Uh, yeah, anything that yeah. we can do to help them get back in their body, to me, right? I, I want that. Yeah, definitely. No, I'm. I mean. My life is pretty normal, and I've already experienced in a very short amount of time how being consci- how just being conscientious of your alignment and your body helps. I can imagine how like my life wasn't normal, like if I actually had hardship and I was experiencing these pains, and like someone told me, "Hey, keep this and this and this in mind, and that pain goes away that's earth shattering Mm -hmm. i think so and i think once we get to do more boxing uh jen gets to combine therapy with boxing yeah it's gonna be uh continually powerful so jen have we talked about your uh counseling skills 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 with a z yeah um i don't think so but i mean i just so right now i do boxing therapy at the gym and it's basically i now have an office space that i can use um Mm. so tradition i guess i've been just doing so someone will come in um like from the gym or not from the gym and wanting to do like something physical right so i practice and i believe that a lot of our trauma and our sub or our unconscious emotions are trapped in our bodies so you can get a lot out of talk therapy right. in a session but sometimes actually more times than often, I think, that people still have lingering feelings and traumas in their body that they can't access unless they use it. So that's kind of how I go about doing boxing therapy. So it's not really working on their skills per se. Sure. It's just like I'll give them prompts to think about. I'll have them do something very uncomfortable and then something really comfortable for them. Right. And Like that sudden burst... Uh, like of energy being released as they're thinking about something. Yeah. That all gets expelled Mm -hmm. at the same time. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. They're um, it's, I feel like it's more powerful than I know Mm -hmm. than I can even explain. And did you do, did you talk to people in this? Did you help people in this way during the, during the trip? Um, no, I didn't really have a chance. Mm. Um, so hopefully it'll be more established or I'll find Do you a have way to write to another that. proposal for the next one or is it already approved? No, it's approved. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're approved for like up to six months or so. Mm-hmm. And if it all works out, it sounds like we'll be going to another reservation in um, like South Dakota uh, sometime Ooh. in the future. I don't know. It's hard to say. Like we could do this six months and then move on. I mean, the 
or, or six months and, and then keep doing more there. It just, I think the idea is to help them start to have another avenue for people to get uh, FP training. So I think they're going to send like three people from up there plus Jen to the Human Foundations course in Denver for FP. Mm-hmm. That way they start learning too. Mm-hmm. And then gotcha. we'll help facilitate it. And uh, um, no, so, so this is a this is a great opportunity that you guys had. It's an amazing opportunity. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then again, I mean, the whole being able to see results and mm-hmm. like right of like positive results right away. And if people are if after a week, are people are weeping that you're leaving and are super happy that you're coming back. That's just all amazing. So mm-hmm. remind me again, what was the organization here that? It's, it's it's actually up there, Sven. Sven. He works for uh, Copper River Native Association. Copper River in Native Association. In Glen Allen, Alaska. They and they write a ton of grants to get funding. They they're unbelievable. And Yvonne is an amazing leader. I'll put all of their information that I can find on them in the show notes, just so people can cool. be more familiar with it. Cool. Uh, and um, I'll put your information on there as well because. You know, obviously, there's. A, do you know if there's any sort of fundraising that they do or any sort of donation system that they have? I have no idea. I mean, we can ask them. Uh, they they seem to get a lot of grant yeah. uh, money written, and like they've surpassed their goals right now. Um, if they need anything, we can find out um, when we go up. But I think you know, I just think it's cool to start making people a little bit more aware of maybe the situations that that we have in our native population and also kind of how the way they're approaching their community aspects. Like we, we really need more of that community aspect in our own lives. The fact that they have people of the community galvanized to take people, take care of people in the community. It's so well organized and it makes more sense. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, because the people who really care are the people that are in it, Mm -hmm. not someone you know, they're ultimately they need to learn the skills to be able to implement it themselves. But it's going to it has to come from internal to them. Yeah. It's like m- most communities. It's like you're not going to have some. Uh, yeah, you can share the tools and you can share the resources, but it, it, there has to be an inner will for things to, to really get going. I think also the ultimate success, I think, for us and I speak for you, I think, um, is that something will be established up there and they will no longer need us. And so because they're running it themselves, I think that would be self-sufficient. Yes. That's like the ultimate goal. That would be the goal. Yeah. To do. Yeah. And then in, you know, five years you'll see how, how this movement got started and now there's, you know, hundreds, thousands of people that are benefiting from Mm -hmm. this, Yeah, which can totally happen. Well, thank you guys for coming. Thank you, coach and coach. Thanks. Thanks for having us, Carlos. Uh, I I feel like a superstar. I've been like on the podcast (laughs) scene for a little bit here. It feels feels amazing. You know what's so awesome is that there's been a few times where I've gone to the gym and it's different people that have mentioned it. So it's cool that I I think what that's showing me is that the the episodes that you've been on, your community is listening. And it's so funny because when I'm with Dan, he'll tell me this one person told me about it and when i'm out someplace like i've been quoted by three different people in three different locations so it's 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 interesting that it's this is actually getting listened to and i I go through the metrics and i see but you know it, it, it makes it a lot more personal when someone that you see actually repeats it mm-hmm. back to you so that's mm-hmm. pretty awesome that's cool. and i'm glad that you're a Carol boxing community is listening to it. So they're going to be able to get more this information. They're going to dig. Right. I think so too. Yeah. And plus your podcasts are funny. (laughs) They're awesome. (laughs) I I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I. Oh, stop it, Trisha. (laughs) Me and my Bob haircut. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I just whipped my hair. You did just whip your hair a little bit. I did. Well, thank you guys. We'll put all of your information in the notes and we'll definitely want to chat again. And although this was a combat episode, we didn't really talk too much about combat, but there's a lot of fights coming up. Mm-hmm. And and you have to watch Josh Kelly so we can talk about Josh Kelly yes, we'll next time. We'll talk about Josh Kelly. When does when is this? 
uh, December eighth. But check him. He's on the the uh, uh, zone. I he- now I heard the correct way to say DAZN. it. Zone. Yeah. Yes. D a z n. The zone. Right. So he's on the zone. I think Such he. A dumb name. That's like ni- That's like in ninety. I'm, I'm in the zone. Like yeah. Uh, the. It's like going hard in the paint. That's. There's a he said, she said joke in there somewhere. I'm sure. <laughs> somewhere. I don't know where exactly. Let's somewhere. See. Let's ask Danny. This when is he a family. Up. This is a family show. <laughs> yeah, check out Josh Kelly. Then we can have something else to talk about. Definitely. All right. Well, before we go, um, Deontay or Tyson? I don't know. Tyson. Really? I literally thought you were going to say Deontay. Why? Because he's a far better shape. He is more. What about his chin? Oh, he already got tested. No one's tested uh, Tyson's chin. Mm, I don't know. I Klitschko think. did not test his chin. No, that, that doesn't not even count. Close. That doesn't count. <laughs> it, it was like that was Klitschko must feel like the biggest idiot on the face of the earth for having let that fight go that way. Oh, Tyson Fury. Sorry. I thought you were doing Mike a hypothetical. Tyson. I thought, oh, I'm I thought sorry. you were doing Mike Tyson. <laughs> no, uh, oh. Tyson Fury. Yeah, gotcha. no, Tyson Fury can't stand anything mind, about yeah. him. Okay. I thought you were doing a hypothetical, like. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, gotcha. I agree. Okay. Me too. So Deontay's going to win this? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think so too. Yeah, Tyson Fury, no. Like, he's a little crazy. Deontay gets a little crazy. Mm, yeah, he's not my favorite either, but his right. his, his defense turns into a. Pacquiao defense where he just it's bad Mm -hmm. he he gets he gets he exposes himself too much when he's attacking yeah I don't he's not my favorite Deontay no I'm not not for the heavyweights yeah no who do you like for the heavyweights not really what about the Joshua guy Mm, his last name is Anthony Joshua Anthony Joshua Joshua. it's okay I I think the heavyweight division is pretty exciting right now I know I'm I'm not I'm always a lighter weight yeah. I love I love the 122 to 147. That's my favorite weight classes ever. Always skill, um, you know, equal power opportunities and um, just so much excitement going on. I'm digging the heavyweights. That's good. I'm digging the like that Deontay Luis Ortiz fight was really good. I I liked Ortiz. For a second there, I thought Ortiz got him. I'm surprised Ortiz didn't win that. I'm mm-hmm. a little shocked. It's, that oh, the the, was it the first knockdown or the second one? That one surprised me because it really didn't seem like Deontay had landed flush enough to have knocked him down. Mm-hmm. But if that hap- if that rematch happens, that would be super cool. I would say Ortiz would probably take the rematch, but you know. oh yeah. And Joshua, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about him just yet because, I mean, yeah, he did beat Klitschko, but. I don't. Th- I mean, I, I don't think Klitschko is that hard to beat, really. Especially, you know, uh, eight years after his prime. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's, it's. But I don't know. I don't know. As far as heavyweights go, I I liked. Who was the other? Wasn't there another Ortiz Cuban heavyweight? Or there was a, or there was a couple heavyweights from Cuba. I don't know what happened to the other guy. He hasn't been around, but. They they both all of them boxed like they were lighter guys. Yeah, I, I but just, Cubans can fight. I mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Cubans can box really really well. Very well, and I like that. Uh, but yeah, I'm not. I've never been a big heavyweight fan. I, it's okay. Like I, it's okay. I would just rather watch the lighter weights. I just really like the lighter. Well, weights. see, I would even I would even say that the light heavyweights are really a, promising now. That this Dimitriev guy. I forgot what his. Oh yeah, um, I just saw. I haven't seen much on him, so I can't really intelligently oh, comment. Like, but I saw a little. He's. All, all the Eastern tough. Europeans right oh. now are hitting their prime. Yeah. And and killing it. They're just doing amazing. They're they're all quite good. Yeah, they're all. There's a lot of, there's a there's a lot of them, and there's a lot of good ones coming up. Um. Okay. Well, we'll say we'll do more boxing for the. Number five. I don't remember which one. But I want to thank you guys again for coming. And all the information is going to be in show notes. 
please rate this podcast, subscribe, send us an email, czmediapodcast at gmail.com. Look for us on Facebook. That's it. I don't think I only have it on Facebook. I put cool pictures up there. Did you see the pictures I posted of band camping? No, I have to go back and look. I only listen to the podcast. I'll check the (laughs) Facebook part out. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Coach Jen, Coach Trish. And we'll be back in a few days, hopefully with Dan. And thank you. Adios. Good night.